This is the DJ for Party One podcast. This is your host, CL45. And I will say in the 80s with the radio, you might be sitting there with your finger ready to press record and the DJ comes on and they say, Hey, we're going to be right back with DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, brand new funk. And you get excited and you wait and you wait and they play four songs. They may play I'll Be Sure's Night and Day, maybe Anita Baker, Um, go to another commercial and... Eventually, you just say, where is the song? Where where are they going to play it? And you just decide, hey, you know what? I'm not even worried about it. Walk away from the radio and it starts playing. And you got to scramble back to the radio and press record because you're trying to get it because you hadn't bought the album yet. And yeah, you, you get it and... It's already started up and you're you're just hoping that that DJ would just be quiet so you can let that song fade on out so the recorded version that you have on a cassette or something is is not just the DJ rambling on. But of course you're not going to get that. He's already taken you through a 15, 25 minute journey just to get to playing the song. And now as it is fading out, And Jazzy Jeff is scratching the record and and you're loving it. DJ comes back in there. Uh, Yeah, great day today. Weather today, tonight will be in the low 60s. And why is the DJ a weatherman now? He got to do just anything he can to just ruin it. Just ruin the doggone song. Can't just let it just ride out. This is... The I Cannot Live Without My Radio episode. So, in the 80s, that is how many, many nights would possibly go for recording songs that were on the radio that I wanted to play later. There may have been some people that were a lot less anal about it than me. They probably just hit record and let whatever song Whatever talking the DJ was doing, they didn't care. They just let it play. But me, I kind of sort of was more interested in having a song that didn't have the DJ talking so much through it that it, yeah, it just bothered me. Just bothered me. And to this day, when I think about it, still does because I tell my daughter, you have it so easy. Life is, it is easy. New music release day, Friday, which used to be Tuesday when I grew up. You could just hear the entire album in in this day and age. In the 80s, that was not a thing because the internet was not even a thing yet. Yes, young ones that are listening, the internet at one time was not a thing and I was part of that generation that had to wait for songs sometimes on the radio 
before I bought the album because we were poor. I you had to be probably like two or three singles in. I'll be honest with you, for me to just be like, you know what? I think it's time that we spend my parents' hard-earned money on this. Yeah, that that first single, it didn't matter how good it was. In most cases, I gotta hear a second single. You gotta show me something else you got before I spend that cash. So that's not even a thing today. Kids, streaming services, YouTube, all of this stuff, man, you just, the album comes out, you got access to the whole album. You hear the whole album in the course of a day and you decide what you like and this album great this album trash it doesn't matter because next week new music will be out and you will have forgotten about the entire album in the days of radio i mean we still have radio now but because everything is so easily accessible are you really going to spend hours listening to radio when you have your own personalized streaming playlists I listen for the morning shows and I'll be honest, even those are in podcast format now. So I can hit a breakfast club or Ricky Smiley morning show, Steve Harvey morning show. I can hear those anytime. So it is not the same. It doesn't feel the same as the eighties. You kind of just one of those things where they say you had to be there. And, and that's very true because when I get in my car now, I almost go right to Bluetooth, whatever podcast I have that I was listening to on my phone, or I will have sometime music that I have on my phone, occasionally a flash drive, but it's, it's something like that where I'm always trying to get right into some personalized listening as opposed to letting whatever's on the radio play out and it's almost like i go into panic mode if i don't have like you mean i don't have a audiobook already queued up what what do you mean i don't have a album that i'm in the middle of that i want to continue what do you mean i don't have a podcast that's waiting at the ready for me in my commuter traffic because yeah i have so much stuff to listen to we have access to so much now i feel that we're always trying to personalize what we want to hear so shout out to those djs that are still playing the music i mean there are people i know people that they just turn on the radio and they listen to whatever the the commercials in between because that is still how you hear about stuff that's going on in the community new shows for artists that are coming into town yeah the radio is relevant but it didn't have the type of stronghold or it doesn't have the stronghold i feel now that it did back then because as i mentioned in the radio single rollout that was a big deal when you had that first single it was gonna get played and it was going to get played to the point of exhaustion in a lot of cases. There were times where I had an album and I heard two or three singles. 
And I was liking that. And they played it so much that by the time I bought the album, I just skipped over that song that I actually bought the album for, if you can believe that. That's how much radio wore music out. But I realized that that was effective in two ways. One, it made you appreciate that song so much that it was on your mind. It, it was like, hey, I, I need to get this because I like this song so much that I want to get it without a DJ talking all the way through it from something that I recorded. I like this song so much that I don't want to wait 45 minutes for the DJ to say next up and you're still waiting there for that song to come on. That that meant a lot when you liked the song in that way that it became enough for you to actually consider spending cash on that song. That was one. Two, the rotation of that song becoming popular was going to be the thing that fueled the demand, people calling in for the song because they had like countdown type shows. They still do. That's still a thing. I realized that one day when I was getting off work, I was like, oh, they count down top songs. Like, is this people calling in? Because I knew in the 80s, people were calling in. I called in once. I only got in once to a radio station. But apparently people call and they get in every day and they request songs. That's that's the thing that, to me that's like, what? Is that for real? People still requesting songs like today in this day and age? But maybe, maybe that's happening too. So those songs, when they're in rotation, maybe I heard it to the point that I was tired of it. But someone else may have never heard it before because... They weren't listening to the radio or they weren't listening to that radio station. So many factors in place. But I understood as I got older why it had to be played so many times to the point that you were tired of it. Someone else may have actually been hearing it just for the very first time. So it makes sense. It makes sense. And I'm sure that a lot of artists appreciate how the radio has help them to elevate their careers, especially during those times. Cause I didn't have access to cable, another episode all within itself. But that is definitely where I depended on the radio so much more for the new music, what was hot, what was coming out. And it's crazy because there were certain stations that I had access to. I would have cousins maybe in different places. And this was really cool when, when you have a cousin that's from another state and they bring their music, what they've recorded off the radio. And so now you get a chance to hear what's popular in their area. That And it's a whole different. I'm telling you, when you listen to radio in Atlanta, a radio in Alabama, a radio in New York, radio in California, radio in Texas, radio in Florida. All of these are going to be different. Radio in DC, radio in North Carolina, radio in North Dakota. I don't know who's out there. 
for us. Uh, but it is going to be different. It's going to be different. And so, it, yeah, it, it it's interesting to see what's popular in certain places. And the radio was was that place that you were going to tolerate that DJ that was talking over the songs because he was going to give you more songs. He was going to give you more new songs. There were times, and I don't even know how long this went on, but they'd have like a radio premiere where the DJ would do like the whole song, like an entire album. Yeah, I said the whole song, the whole album. I remember specifically because Keith Sweat's debut album, the Make It Last Forever album, that whole thing played on radio one night. Michael Jackson's Bad album, whole thing played on radio one night. I think that used to be like a Monday night or something. And I'm saying this is locally, this is not like a syndicated thing, but the whole album, now they talk through possibly some at the beginning. But eventually, they would just go into other songs and you, you're sitting there like, I can't believe this is, how is this possible? They're playing the whole album. I'm getting to hear the whole, and that's that was like a real treat because now everything, every whole album is available on YouTube. Unfortunate for the artists, I feel like, because I'm sure they're paying them not like an entire album money when it, the entire album is being sold. But I don't know all the logistics of that, how all that works out. But but yeah, that that is something that was very big at that time, the radio. And I can totally understand. And that's why I named the episode, I Can't Live Without My Radio. LL Cool J borrowed the song title from him. Because, yeah, it felt like that radio was was vital to just having access to more music than what you owned. Because new artists were out there and they were going to be able to to get your ear because you had the radio. Now, the LL album was called Radio. It sold about 500,000 with gold. In less than six months. Did I know that at the age of like eight or nine when it came out? No, I didn't. Did I know that now at the age that I am now? No, I didn't. I had to look it up on Wikipedia. I, I don't keep track of like those facts. I just assumed that it would have been gold and eventually platinum. But did I know it went gold in less than six months? No, I, I didn't. That's impressive. Because I did not pick up radio as my first LL Cool J album. That that has I Can't Live Without a Radio. It has Rock the Bells. But Bigger and Deeper would have been the album that caught my attention first. And eventually, I had a cousin. And he had like, seemed like every cassette that actually ever came out in in hip-hop in the 80s and the 90s as well early 90s at least and that's where i heard and got a copy eventually in days of high speed dubbing at this point i am not 
to the high speed dubbing area yet in my storytelling, but eventually that comes and that is a great time. But the radio for me was even cooler when my uncle decided to pass down his boom box. I don't like the word boom box. So from here on, I just refer to it as a radio, but for your visual um, of that, when, you, when I'm saying radio, you know that I'm talking about a box that's as, as big as that. And it's crazy because I wasn't expecting it. I went over to my granddad's house. This was my uncle on my dad's side. And my uncle was there. My uncle may have been living there. He's, he was, he is the youngest brother for my dad. And the radio was kind of just sitting in a corner. It wasn't being played, wasn't being utilized. And I may have saw it. He asked me about it if I wanted it. And he decided to give it to me. And I could not believe I just went over there one night out of random. And I came back with this huge radio. And I kept in my adult mind at that time, I'm pretty sure I was just glad to have it. And I didn't care why I was getting rid of it. But in my adult mind, I wonder, like, this is a nice radio. Why are you giving this up? But it could be because he had no fat boys tape to play because this is the same uncle. My first cassette, fat boys, if you haven't heard that first cassettes episode go check that out but yeah that tape the fat boys debut album self-titled album that was also my uncle's and he left the tape in my dad's car and eventually it became my first cassette so maybe he wasn't playing it because he wasn't using the radio because he had lost his fat boys tape that i ended up with and to this day Unless he knows how podcasts work <laughs> and he was able to put two and two together, he probably still does to this day does not know that like, hey, Fat Boys cassette, you lost it. My dad found it. I found it. And I used that same radio that he gave me, I'm certain, to play that Fat Boys tape. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's how I got my first really big radio. I think I had a smaller one before that didn't have those type of speakers. So everything that was played probably just didn't have that kind of bass that you could really that feel the bass type of what's the guy that had that? I'm probably not going to think of him. I, I'd have to go Google him. But there was a guy that he had the song Feel the Bass and all his stuff was just bass music, basically, that he was doing. I want to say his name like AD or something like that, but I, I don't remember. But yeah, the radio was a huge deal, a huge, huge deal. It, it allowed you to get those songs, like I said, record. You might have to wait for that DJ to drop the needle, well, they're not playing needle. They're probably just cassettes pushing buttons. 
But you would have to wait for that DJ to push that button for that favorite song, Ron's House, DMC, um, Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff, Brand New Funk, whatever you were trying to hear. And you were hoping that they were going to play it before they slipped into that Quiet Storm era. I don't remember what time it came on, if that was eight or maybe that was nine o'clock. But yeah, after that, you weren't gonna hear any hip hop there because they've slipped into Anita Baker and Sade and Teddy Pendergrass, Michael Jackson's slow stuff. You'd be listening to Lady in My Life or something if you were after nine o'clock. Freddie Jackson, Whitney Houston, of course, all that slower stuff. So the hip hop by Quiet Storm era, you weren't gonna get any of that. They may have slipped the LL I Need Love in there, possibly, but they they weren't that cool to do that. But yeah, the radio was essential to growing up. As essential, I feel, yeah, I'm gonna say it. The radio was as essential as, as the phone as the smartphone is now, if you wanted to have access to any music at all. You could buy it. Yeah, you could go out and get this album, get this cassette, but there was still nothing like having access to new music, hearing the countdown at night, and knowing what your peers were probably gonna be talking about the next day because they're talking about the top five. You're hearing the music that is popular without having to go out and really dig and search for it. Eventually, that wouldn't be as much of a thing to me as more music started to come out, as more artists start to develop as an indie artist generation that is very, very present and popular right now. But yeah, there, eventually I would get into a point where I, I would want to have that music that wasn't popular, that wasn't discovered yet, when someone would get into the car or someone would come over to the house, my cousins or something, and I'd push play and it'd be something they never heard before and I'd be so excited. I've introduced you to something, huh? So you, you didn't you didn't notice? You you didn't know this was out? That would be me in high school. I what? Yeah, you 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 gotta listen to this. I know they don't play it on the radio. I know it's not in the top five countdown, but you gotta listen to this. This guy, this girl, this band, this group, it's awesome. That was me back then. That is me right now. <laughs> I haven't changed. I'm still always trying to find the stuff that has not hit the mainstream that's good and trying to put somebody on to, hey, check this out. We are king. If you are into indie artists, I'm just gonna plug right there it's a group they call King, but their social media stuff is probably like We Are King. You need to look it up. Great debut album they had. It was a 3-0. Um, I'm getting too excited. That's 3-0, not even a word. It was a trio. One of the members left, unfortunately. Now they're a duo. I've been pressing them to please release new material, and they have not done a new album yet so you still got time to get on the debut album they actually had an EP before that and then they had just the full-length album um, so yeah King 
you might want to look up We Are King because if you just type in King, you're probably going to get Martin Luther King, all these other kings, King of Nazareth, anything you'll get aside from King. So I don't, I don't, I don't know about the naming choice that that wasn't going to be something that was so easily to find if you're looking for the group. But yeah, on the album cover, three girls. Group is called King and just wonderful, wonderful debut album. Yeah, I'm plugging that independent. But yeah, see, you can get that on social media and you basically go to YouTube and you hear that whole album. Now, if King had come out in 1985 or 86, you're going to get that one single that was going to make the rounds. You're going to get that second single that make the rounds. Maybe you get third. And three was almost kind of three or four. You're really doing something if you're past four singles released and you're still releasing stuff. That's Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson type of territory there. Most people just didn't get that many singles out because the album just wasn't going to run that long. It In most cases, you'd get maybe a good two, three singles and then the record label almost is kind of, I feel like the record label talking to like the artist, like, all right, you got three, three singles out there. You got three cassette singles, 45s or whatever. That's it. We, we need that next album out of you and whatever else people catch on to, they catch on to. And that's kind of how it went. You know, you, you had a limited time frame. You get single. You get video, single, video, single, video. And it was the job of the radio to just kind of pump that music up when people were requesting it. And which makes me think of like the Wu-Tang um, series on Hulu. That was that was cool. I like that part where they were putting it in, where they were calling the radio station and getting Bobito to um, play that, the, the song. So... Protect Your Neck was was the song. I, I just, yeah, I was trying to like think of it and I was going on to the next thing, but yeah. They they were calling and Ghostface was actually on the phone making the calls in and I thought, ah, that's cool. They're, they're hyping it up. So yeah, um, the radio was, was essential to R&B. It was essential to hip hop. And oh, here's another thing. The crossover thing, you had your pop radio and it, it seemed like those, it were more of those stations out there that you could listen to, at least where I'm from, which is none of your business. Uh, <laughs> but no, there were, there were always going to be more pop stations out there. Maybe one day I'll tell you, if, if they give me the $100 million podcast that they give Joe Rogan, I'm going to just tell you everything you possibly could want to know about CL45 and this whole journey into reaccounting my life. And then there won't even be a story to tell. Like, imagine that, like I get a hundred million and I've already given you my entire life story as far as music goes by way of podcast. Feel like I'm jipping myself. And I'll have to work those details out later. I'm sure there's more stuff about life that I can throw in outside music. You're just getting the music aspect of it. 
So yeah, if they want to cut me that hundred dollar, hundred million dollar check, Joe Rogan, I I will be more than honored to let you into the whole world. We can maybe even set up a video podcast where I'm interviewing people. But right now, we don't have that kind of budget. And when I say we, I mean me. It's just me. So yeah, DJ for Party One. But Spotify, if you want to do that, if you want to hook me up, huge budget, get me some people in here to interview, we can get that ball rolling. But the radio, right now, the radio is what I'm saying for the 80s, for the 90s. It was the thing. It was the thing. And a lot of these other cities started having syndicated shows where you could hear a DJ from West Coast, East Coast, and you didn't have to live there to hear it because they would have they would be so popular that they would have these syndicated shows. And I feel like the equivalent of that now is like when they give Apple is is good. I think Nicki Minaj may have had her own show. I don't know if she still has that. I know Drake had like the DJ type thing he was doing there with Apple and they were paying him. I want to say Q-Tip has something. So like, you know, this is the artist, but DJs actually had their own syndicated stuff and they would play music. And that would be great as well because that would also open the door, especially in hip hop. R&B, I don't know if they really needed the fuel in that way. I'm sure it would have been helpful, but for hip hop, that was like vital to have like a show where a DJ is talking about Marley Marr and Big Daddy Kane or Dr. Dre's album or something that was not always going to hit mainstream radio before hip hop became as popular as it was. The radio was able to move in those directions and push those doors open for the hip hop artists that otherwise may have just faded into obscurity because you had to get that radio play to become popular. The song becomes popular. It becomes easier to get the music company to start investing into the video. So it, yeah, it, I feel like it all played well into helping hip-hop become what it was so again i can't live without my radio i can definitely see why he could have come up with that that type of title because the radio was vital vital in the 80s still relevant in the 90s and for some it's still a go-to a mainstay in their lives, in their daily lives right now. So, so yeah, and my daughter, if she's listening somewhere, I know that like radio seems so far and so obsolete to you, but when dad was a kid, the radio was king. That's it. That that's all I have about the radio episode. I'm out CL45, and I'm sure as soon as I 
finish this episode be two days later and I'll be like, man, I forgot to mention that. But oh well. That that's all I have right now. Out CL45, DJ from Party One. Can't live without my radio. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're listening to your favorite music. Maybe you found it on the radio. Maybe you found a new song on the radio. I I don't know. But I hope you're having a great day today. CL45 until next time.